FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. listening to the Believe in FCS Football podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my wonderful friend and former teammate at the University of Rhode Island, Sean Anderson. The perspective of two former players a year removed from their careers, breaking things down, everything you need to know about FCS football. As we continue to provide you coverage during this bizarre fall season, preparing you for what's to come in the spring. Today's episode, we're going to hit on two big games that happened this this past weekend, ironically having the same exact scores and similar outcomes on the final plays, SIU versus SEMO, and then also ACU beating Mercer. We also would like to discuss Citadel uh, being granted their NCAA waiver uh, to play in this upcoming spring. spring. And then lastly, a check-in on a very, very good former FCS player playing in the NFL. Before we get all to all that, folks, Sean, do you have a, uh, a message for our listeners from our sponsor? I do. Sean Anderson here, as I was announced at the beginning of the show. Did I say? I didn't say Sean. It's the Sean Anderson the here, as I was announced at the beginning of the show. The NFL season is in full get swing. Better ears. We are in week eight. If you have felt like you haven't made any money this fall due to whatever reason, why don't you just start betting on the NFL? You got eight weeks left before the playoffs. You know the teams by now. You know who's going to win. You know who's going to lose. Obviously, you're smarter than everybody. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your sports book experts. So, Sean, thank you for that wonderful message. This past week, though, Southern Illinois and Southeastern Missouri played in their only game of the season, and this was a heck of a game for whatever you want to call it. An exhibition, basically, uh, is the related outcome. It was a pretty tight and close game, 17-14. to Eventually, Southeastern Missouri hit their own field goal to tie it up at 17-17. But the big key thing here that, that made this game so exciting, Sean, uh, Nico Galdoni, the SIU's kicker, after a long drive with about a little over a minute to go, they march all the way down, and Galdoni, who was a senior, hit a 27-yard field goal to win them the game. So you absolutely love seeing guys step up for their team in truly big moments, and he was able to do that for his team. Javon Williams Jr., the Salukis running back 135 rushing yards. But, Sean, the very funny thing is the ACU-Mercer game, Abilene-Christian-Mercer game, also had a game-winning field goal. Like, like how crazy is that in, in, in one week? We have two games with the exact same score of 20-17, to 17, and they both ended on a field goal. You know, Joe, the opening segment of this show, uh, key headlines, used to be called the water cooler. I'm not sure what it should be called now, given that nobody is interacting at the water cooler anymore. What, it's just what, us. What should it be? Like the Discord server? What, 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 what should we call it? <laughs> Slack chat? I don't know. Whatever you're talking sure. to your coworkers about this week on Monday or Tuesday, big FCS fans, did you see the game? Yeah, I saw the game. Okay. Uh, the other game that you should be talking about with your coworkers or friends, ACU Downs Mercer. 
Mercer basically, a close game. Mercer goes on a seven and a half minute drive in the fourth quarter to tie the game at 17. ACU then drives down and kicks the game winning 38 yard field goal. You can take a 27 yard field goal and boot it to the stands. Save that for your grandma. Blair Zapeta, 38 yard field goal, game winner, 500th win for ACU. Big game, big fun win. Both of these games, though, very, very tight, obviously, and I, I still find it so, so funny that they both ended similar outcomes um, by similar scores. So those were the bigger ones to, to keep note of. We're going to address them also a little bit later when we get to FC estimates. There has been a, another shift in the lead. Let's hear how that, that ends up going later. But, Sean, the Citadel, one of the programs that has played the most games this fall season. Killing it. They're killing it. They have performed well. They played well at the beginning of their game against Clemson, got a little away from them. They played very well against Army. But there was a little bit of a a big question mark floating over them. And it was if they would be able to play in the spring, which frankly is something I don't know about you, Sean. I thought that was crazy that they were even considering not letting them play. But they were officially granted a a waiver by the NCAA to play their eight games this upcoming year and then also compete for the Southern Conference. But there were some sides, and this actually became a little bit like highly debated, somewhat highly debated for the the, the day or so that this became news, that they shouldn't have been granted the eligibility to do so. But the, the, the true situation with all of this is that they didn't know what was going to be happening and if they'd even get to play this upcoming spring. So you can't really fault them for scheduling as many games as they could when the Southern Conference said, go do whatever you want and go schedule as many games as you want. Right. Let them play. Play as much as you want. I'm starting to get all in on playing as much football as you want to play. I think it's been a raging success. All, uh, all the teams that have played this fall and they're still getting prepped to play in the spring. And I know CAA is gearing up. Rody just released their schedule. Have fun with the February game. But regardless, this is a big deal. I think that they, if you were granted the opportunity to schedule as many games as you wanted in the fall, yeah, you should still have the opportunity to play in the spring. Well, we're just going to start uh, uh, hitting them with a double jeopardy, or not, that's the wrong term, but we're just going to try to renegotiate this offer that we had put out just because, uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't vibe with you. No, 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 no. Stand by your word there. You wanted them to play in the fall, and you let them, and now you are letting them play in the spring, which is the right decision. I'm happy the NCAA granted them the waiver. Yeah, I, I am too. They they 100% deserve the right to play this upcoming season considering the circumstance. They shouldn't be faulted because this program, and one of the things in the article that I read referenced how they had some seniors who were wrapping up their academics this semester, which is something that you did, Sean, and you, you shouldn't be screwed over because you're not allowed to play in the spring and you were trying to do that. You were trying to get your seniors the ability to go play like could you imagine from your perspective you thinking that you'd have the upcoming fall and then then you were going to be done and joining the job market which you did and you now have a a, you know a great job with Sirius but could you imagine your season just getting pulled out from under you and then you're you're floating thinking like wow I really didn't get to to be a part of the team for my fourth year yeah that is uh an astonishing bummer and I I probably would have said 
I'm going to get surgery now and then stick it out for the full spring season. That's probably what I would have done. It would have completely changed my entire life trajectory and all of my plans would have been flipped to the side because recovery time, all of this, all the stuff with that for me personally, I, I would have stayed and played and who knows what, what I'd be doing right now. Uh, it's just a, a situation for the seniors that are in the position that I was in, who was ready to get out after that spring, like uh, Akima Evans did a year prior to me. Sometimes you just know it's your time and then you, you, you schedule it up perfectly. And obviously we're in imperfect circumstances with all of this. You know, when you're done, you know, when it's time. And then when that gets thrown to the wayside, then your headspace is cluttered with a lot of what about now? What about this? What about that? When we are faced with something that we believe and, you know, in, in, us as people, we're constantly dealing with uncertainties and the the plausibilities of different situations. When you have something that you believe is a plan that you're certain about, and that gets thrown around and spun around, then it's going to be a little uh, not shocking, but it's going to mess with you. So I'm fine with all of it. I really am. I think that if someone was in my situation, they would have to deal with it themselves. Obviously, everybody's got a different circumstance, though. And and the other thing too that that some people wanted to point to and saying like oh the, these programs and particularly the Citadel played a bunch of games you know how can you willingly allow them to go out there and and play a full season after this aren't, aren't your guys going to be banged up there's plenty of time there, there's a, there's plenty of time for them to get back into this and and be perfectly healthy to come play in the spring this is not like they played eight games and then they're going to go play another eight games there was a lot of spacing between most of their games there was plenty of time for them to practice and you also consider all the teams that are playing right now that started fall ball and then or spring ball sorry and that are currently doing fall ball it, there's really not much of a difference except for the fact that you played um, more than four games that's it I think that the the Citadel is going to be prepped and ready for the spring. I think more games, more experience, all of that stuff helps. You're going to be in a good spot. The teams that play games in the fall, obviously you can do inter-squad scrimmages all you want and, and do all of that, and it's going to be, all right, boys, we're going to have you out here for an hour and a half, get you out, get you off your feet. And then two hours and 30 minutes goes by, and you're like, oh, I just played a full game. But it's still different than a real game. <laughs> I know you remember <laughs> those, Joe. But yeah. – uh, <laughs> I think the teams that played in the fall are going to be better equipped for the spring. You have more live bullets under you. You have more real-time, real-game experience, and there's nothing in the world that can substitute that. So Citadel comes springtime. They are going to be a big a big deal in the SoCon, I think. And we talked about at the beginning of this season when, when games, uh, teams started playing games how guys were going to be rusty. Just imagine how rusty they're going to be uh, when they when they have to play after all of this time off pra right. you, practice only does so much practice can only really fulfill so much in, in keeping you ready you need to actually go out there and play play some games to actually get back in that that playing shape i got you but even with the um even if teams do play eight eight games in the sp uh, spring and then they go back right in the fall play another eight games you, we're going to be getting some pretty good pretty polished ball players if they're really all about it all about the the game mm -hmm. and the sport and taking it seriously for seniors that will be seniors next, the upcoming uh, draft, 2022, they're going to be pretty polished. I'm excited to see how these guys are. The, the combine draft, you know, you're getting a lot. You're getting thrown into the fire pretty, 
pretty quickly in a lot. And you're going to get a lot of reps. You're going to get a lot of season, a lot of tape. So it's going to be this 2022 draft class is going to be pretty interesting for me. So, Sean, I want to wrap up our our headlines today with giving some appreciation for uh, someone who was previously on the show and also is falling out right now. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a close person. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like uh, Bailey Zapp, who you apparently text all the time. Uh, Zappy, sorry. But uh, Jeremy did willingly come on the show and, and talk and be a part of that that prospect series that we did, and he gave us a wonderful conversation. And I've always rooted for him that knowing that I had that conversation with him, for him to get drafted highly and go make a serious splash in the league. And so far, he's doing exactly that. No one really knew who Jeremy Chin was because he played at Southern Illinois. Meanwhile, we all knew who he was. We all kept talking him up, saying like, "This kid is going to be a star. This kid fits the mold of what creative defensive coordinators want. They want a big, athletic mover." at safety that you can use as a multiple movable piece in any package because of their size and skill set. So, so far this season, 67 tackles for chin, one interception and five passes defense. And we really saw him in full display on Thursday night football against the Atlanta Falcons. The notable play that I tweeted out that had me so juiced up was when they had him as the, the personal protector and that four, four speed, he was able to take that thing right off the, the right shoulder of the end and pick up a huge gain. So that the the plays that he's making right now for this Carolina Panthers defense are absolutely phenomenal. And I can say pretty confidently that he is going to turn into a stud for this team going forward. I know Matt Rule is sitting there looking at him uh, as the former Baylor coach thinking, why, why, why didn't I find you? Why didn't we find you for Baylor recruiting you? Because you came, you know, I I, it's the old Devin Hester thing when he was talking to Pete Carroll, asking Pete Carroll why he, he never recruited him for USC uh, before he went to Miami. You know, just sometimes there there are these players that just go under the radar. And I know Rule is thinking, I could have used this guy on my team for the last four years. Uh, but it's cool to see a rookie like this from the FCF, FCS level being so involved in both the defense and the team in as a whole. I mean, this guy's got star written all over him. He's just a physical beast on the field. He's he's great to watch. And I NFC South, it, it's hard for me to root for the Panthers or any team, but I find myself rooting for Jeremy Chin. I think he lit up one of our players, one of the one of the Falcons players on on Thursday, and I was like, yeah, light him up. And I'm like, what are you doing, <laughs> Sean? We can get a grip. <laughs> well, yeah. You're, you are always a self-deprecating person, so that doesn't really surprise me that you'd be rooting against the team that, that has provided you just so oh, much pain hate hate this it. season. Hate Wait, which team? The, the Atlanta, Panthers or the Atlanta. Falcons? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I know them. you do. Sean, would you uh, care to share our, our uh, fat stats? I'm going to give our first guy, and then... Actually, I'll give our first two guys, because you have got a really interesting one you plugged in here that I didn't even notice. So Braylon Smith uh, against ACU... Um, or sorry, for ACU, their starting quarterback, who we've talked about a ton, 17 for 23, 283 yards. Now, that's a decent stat line, but I'm very happy to see what he was able to do with those few passing attempts. Five touchdowns. Sean, could you imagine out of 17 of your passing attempts, five of them are for scores? That's coat like a that, crazy stat number. Coat that <laughs> stat in butter and drop it in the fryer. That thing is fat. And then, of course, is his... One of his best receivers, Tyler Hudson, four receptions, 137 yards, two touchdowns. That is one hell of a yards per catch. That, Sean, can, can you share with us uh, 
uh, a player for Mercer who had a big day? I would love to. But Tyler Hudson also getting uh, national recognition on Sports Center for absolutely mossing a dude and taking it to the house for one of his touchdowns. That was sick to watch. Uh, my fat stat that I added in here, a defensive fat stat. Mercer safety Lance Wise uh, produced 20 tackles in the game versus ACU. 20 tackles. 12 were solo. He also had a TFL and a pass breakup. Dude was all over the place, but he couldn't be stopped. Lance apparently was was hopped up on pre-workout before that one because he was running all over the place. Do you know how much... I don't think people really truly understand how much stamina it takes to have 20 tackles in a game on oh, top of that as can, a safety. Can I break it down? You know how much running that is? Can I break yeah, it down ahead. for these people? Go ahead. Okay, so on average, the offense in a game will run 60 to 75, 60 to 80 plays in a game, depending on the style, how much they run the ball, how much clock is chewed. It's all, But the average amount of plays in a game is 60 to 80. That means that at, at the, the minimum, if it was 60 uh, plays ran uh, by by ACU, he contributed on one-third of every tackle made. That's if insane. It was, if it was 80, it was one-fourth. Dude, that is a guy that that just decided, I'm going to make every tackle that I can that day. And it might have just been schemed <laughs> up perfectly, but that is nuts. You see guys 10 to 15 tackles, you're like, that's a, that, he's really flying around. You get up to 20, that's something that's a little that, – that's some uh, – circumstances that don't happen often yeah that that's that's pretty nuts the, that deservedly so belongs in fat stats so lance wise welcome to the club you are now a member of fat stats to continue on for the end part of today's show we have an interesting circumstance to address with fc estimates so we're going to go through the game picks and then we're going to address the current standing simo versus siu we both got that correct, but Sean was one point off, so he gets the two points there. Now, I got a little bit aggressive, and I assumed Mercer would win. Game ended up being closer than we both anticipated. Actually, not Sean. Was less scoring than we both anticipated. Yes. But Mercer lost to ACU, so Sean gets that point. I get no points. Next, Western Colorado versus SFU. Neither of us get points because SFU completely blasted Western Colorado. We both get a point for that because we both picked uh, Stephen F. Austin. Lastly, this is where things get tricky because Sean was beating me by a point. Missouri Western, Abilene, or not Abilene Christian, uh, did the same thing you did before the show, uh, show Sean. Show Sean. Oh, boy. Central Arkansas. They won... And I had within very close within 10 points of the correct score by, I predicted 45 to 10. Sean was just on the outside by, I think you were like 13 points off. Mm. So that now puts the scoring as I was leading last week, tied at 37, 37. So this next week with three games, Sean is, is going to be uh, a messy one because we we're dealing with, with trying to outduel each other. Hey, do you remember last week when you had a lead a lead for, for one week this entire season? Remember yeah. that? How'd that feel? Because now we're tied up. Did that feel good? You're one well, week. Well, considering I was down by a pretty good margin for a period of time, I'm pretty confident in myself. I am going to bury you. Well, 
That's probably not going to happen. You didn't even put a pick in for one of these games. First game this week, three games. You added this Stephen one late. Boston. I added it in with plenty of you time to did fill not. it in. You, you completely had me going doing other research before no, you, you tried to slip it no. in. You tried to get me with the banana in the tailpipe. It's not a working deal, yo. Everybody knows, everybody knows that when you're recording a show, before you start, when you say, hey, are you ready? You do a quick glaze over the notes. And you look and see. I don't want to hear that because in Sinners and Boozers on the Get to the Point show, you missed one also. I don't know what distracted you. Failing to prepare. You failed to (laughs) prepare last week. Prepare to fail. No. Okay, Stephen F. Austin. Okay, Stone Freeman. Calm calm down over there. (laughs) Proverbs. Stephen F. Austin, Eastern Kentucky. Sean, who are you picking? Eastern Kentucky by a score of 31 to 24. I had all of my picks in, at least for the two games, before Joe did. I know that he has this big theory that I see his picks and copy his picks. We'll see if that pans out this week. We'll see who, who really knows their stuff. Give me Trey Self and that Stephen F. Austin offense to come out swinging against Eastern Kentucky, 28-20. to 20. Next game, North Alabama, Southern Mississippi. Today's a rough day for me getting words out. Sean, what do you got? Southern Mississippi by a score of 37-13. to 13. I'm going to go with Southern Mississippi, 42-10. to 10. Uh, last game, Abilene Christian Angelo State. Sean, where are you picking? I am taking ACU by a score of 38 to 6. Give me Abilene Christian 40 to 3. So that is going to wrap up today's show. Sean, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? You always got something fun to say. Fun to say? No, you got me. No, now we're now we're tied. Now we're in a battleground. Now we are. Oh no, you're mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Trust me. I'm not scared either. I'm just locked in. I am locked in. I do not want to lose to you in anything ever. That is why I have smoked you in Tetris ever since you posted. I I hit it. I don't know ninety three thousand, and then you. This is what you're coming back. You hit a one hundred and ten thousand, and you thought you were the bees effing knees. And then what have I been doing? There was a big gap between. There was a big gap between our previous scores. So don't that that don't don't give. There was not a big gap. Okay, so there was twenty thousand points. Guess what, Uh, listeners. Every time that Joe and I compete, I come out a victor. And what is no, my highest Tetris score? Not true. I have one hundred and eighty-three thousand. If I'm if I'm correct, I compared can't to his one hundred, I eclipse one hundred and ten thousand every time I play a game, just because it's fun and easy to get there. It's I can't easy we're for me. Our time with this. Yeah, you also work a job where you work late at night, and you're probably and I know when you're working because that's when you send me your scores. Uh, <laughs> That's you're not true. probably just bored and I don't think have anything to do because you're you're there at one in the morning and there's nothing coming in the feed. Is there not? <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you're just now you're just uh, trying to slander me and get me removed from my employment. <laughs> what do they expect you just to stare at the monitor until something? All comes I do in? is stare at the monitor. I'm never playing that game when I'm at work. Oh my god. Well, you need to consider working somewhere else if they expect you to just stare at a monitor for for six hours of a shift. No, no, no. I always play when I'm at home. And okay. I just All right. I spank trust you, you down. Plays mid-show while we're doing this. Uh, <laughs> folks, thank you for tuning in. Season is slowly starting to unwind for this bizarre season, but we're not too far away. It's starting to come around here as we're in November where we'll be able to do the FCS spring season. I- I'm pretty juiced up. I don't know about Sean, but I'm excited to – I know. I can't believe how it's do, How do we November. make it this far? I don't know. 
Remember? I don't know. Remember talking about all that nonsense in June? Yeah, acting like being locked down until June was some crazy thing, and we're still in this nonsense. We're in November. Yeah. Let's get some college football going. Yeah, and it's probably not going to change for a while. But, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Also, follow us, uh, follow Believe Podcasts at BLAV Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Head to Believe.com where you can find our show as well as, well as hundreds of other amazing shows. You can also find my other show, Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Podcast, where we have wonderful guests on each week interviewing various prospects and also discussing the NFL Draft. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.